0: your friends you don't go over there and shake hands smile hug their neck let's knock them on their backs put them in the mouth knock their ass in
1: the dirt that's what we got to do we got to stop that buddy ball smash everybody in the mouth
2: hey baby we're gonna be here all day baby i like this kind of party i like this kind of party baby
0: You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility.
2: You know what that means?
0: Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power
1: of the dog side...
0: Welcome into Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540 639 4900, or text Rick and the show at 744 2990.
1: We are back here on this Marcus Wednesday hope you're well wherever you might be David Teal coming up in just a little bit half an hour to be exact joining us now on the program he's the voice of Virginia Tech football it's the Roth Report Bill
0: Roth here on BDS2 from the talk of the New River Valley WRAD it's time for the Roth Report now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson.
2: And good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Happy Super Wednesday yeah, to you and to everyone.
1: It's here, man. Almost. I know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I love Super Bowl week. You do. Uh, you do. Good to be with you. It's a busy week for the Hokies, a busy week in the ACC. We're getting into the heart of the schedule Absolutely. now. Absolutely down the stretch Uh, women have a huge game tomorrow in Raleigh against NC State first place on the line more than that I mean NC State is so good they're ranked in the top five Hokies are nine and two Wolfpack is eight and two Uh, and there's only seven games left in the regular season for the Hokies but boy it is a gauntlet down the stretch the Hokies have four ranked foes remaining and uh, the first NC State game at Castle was incredible it came down to the last shot at the buzzer Liz Kitley won it for the Hokies and tomorrow is the rematch in uh, Raleigh
1: yeah a gigantic game no doubt about that um, on the ACC network if I'm not mistaken right tomorrow night yeah if people want to also the
2: Hokies it. announced that the North Carolina game which will serve the senior day on February 25th is sold out and okay be fun yeah absolutely uh, it'll also be a little bit emotional and tearful for player, fan, coach alike. However, uh, you know, I'm glad that that'll be a big, big day. The Carolina game, by the way, last week. What a performance. The Hokies won again over the Tar Heels, again in overtime in Chapel Hill. They're winning some clutch games. You know, and, and it, you know, people say, well, don't peak too early. Um, but, you know, the top teams in women's basketball just roll. They do. They, they never don't peak, right? <laughs> That's <So>. right. <laughs> Good, they're, point. They're just really good point. they playing really good basketball right now.
1: Well, on the other side, of the men, um, I guess there's no other way to say it. It was a lost opportunity, was it, over the weekend?
2: Yeah, well, over the week. You know, the Duke game and then the game in yeah. Miami. I went down there last week. We had our whole crew down there in Coral Gables. Uh, tech controlled that game really from the start. They had a chance to win it. And then, you know, they gave up 56 points in the second half and missed free throws, turned the ball over uh, down the stretch. Uh, It was, it was uncharacteristic, and it kept, you know, I think it kept Miami's hopes alive for another couple days. Then they got smacked at Virginia Monday night. So, you know, Miami's probably, you know, that's a team that went to the Final Four last year Mm -hmm. and is a bubble team at best this year. So it's not the same Miami team. I'm not sure. I know Coach Young. They they got to figure this out. You know, now they have very little margin for error. I think they've got a, a clearly a winnable game at Notre Dame this week. Uh, but then they go to Chapel Hill the following week. They're going to have to upset some people, Rick, or win right. the tournament again, right? Uh, because they're just—I'm looking at this morning's Joe Lenardi bracketology, and the Hokies aren't even in bubble consideration, right? Right. You know, and and that's not a good place to be. in. they're no. going to have to—they're going to have to win some games just to get back on the bubble, and and, and but that's okay. You, you're playing, but you know, games at North Carolina now become must wins, and. And maybe a couple in the tournament. Maybe win the whole thing. I I think if they had to do last week over, they, they'd love to redo it with the Duke game at home and then the game at Miami. Uh, but that's not the way it works, right? Right, right.
1: What uh, curiosity, I mean, what are you looking at? What was Lenardi looking at in terms of right now, anyway, ACC participants? He has a four ACC teams. In. Clemson, the last one. Yeah,
2: you know, in. they okay. played great last night. They won in they Chapel did. Hill. They did. And, and, and they, they got a big lead. Carolina made a rally, and they held on to win. The game of the night... Last night, though, was Wake Forest at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if if you followed it. Uh, I got a call early in the early in the evening last night. Turn on the Georgia Tech. Weight <laughs> like Georgia Tech at home jumped out to a three to two lead. Three to two at home, and then the next thing you know, it was like thirty seven to five. Yeah,
1: Wake Forest. Yeah,
2: in the first half, like Georgia <laughs> Tech just could not score, could not score. Crazy. And then, you know, you and I we've been we did basket I did, you know, we both have done thousands of basketball games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When you when you miss like 8 or 9 shots in a row, that basket gets ripped. Really <laughs> Absolutely,
1: small. man. It does. And you
2: call timeout as a coach, you put some kids in, but when everybody's <laughs> missing, and you just can't score and they were they they would drive, they try to draw a foul, couldn't get it. <laughs> you just missed. We've all had days like
1: that. We have. We have absolutely almost every other day, seems like recently, but that's uh, yeah, it does. You need to start tensing up and you start putting pressure on they yourself. They played fine
2: in the second half, yeah. but it was just you know, 20 minutes that's the longest a half is. You, you missed 17, 18
1: in a row. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Something that is good. The prospects of Virginia Tech football in 2024 now catching on nationally, huh? You found a very interesting little nugget yesterday.
2: Well, Bill Connolly is an ESPN college football analyst from a data analytics side, right? Mm -hmm. He looks through the analytics and tries to pick out who will win based on math, not based on, you know, prime times going to Colorado. Sure. Be great. Sure. Or, or, Or this guy's back. He actually digs deep into the numbers every year. And one of the things he does, by the way, primetime was great. I mean, that's not a negative. It's just, you know, what did Colorado finish? Three and nine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, he ranks every college team by returning production every off season. That takes a while to do. He's got to go through absolutely and his computers. And, and, you know, last year, Michigan, Texas, and Washington were among the national leaders. They all made the playoff, and Michigan won the championship just based on players returning. So that's one of his metrics, players returning. Production returning. Well, this year, for the fall of 2024, Virginia Tech leads the country. 86% of Tech's production from a year ago will return this fall. 86%. On both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. that takes into consideration playing time, rushing, passing on the other side, tackles, all that. 95% of Tech's offense returns this fall. Credible. So, when you couple that with the Hokies don't play Florida State and don't play NC State and don't play Louisville, right, and they get Clemson and Georgia Tech at home, and you see, well, that's somewhat of a manageable schedule. You can see why Tech is already becoming kind of like the, the, the quasi-fashionable pick for fourth or fifth in the conference this year. And a quasi-fashionable... Team to sl- slot in there at number twenty-five mm-hmm. because on paper, games aren't played on paper. Disc- disclaimer, but on paper <laughs> the Hokies right. look like a team that has a chance to win a lot of games.
1: Mm, no question, no that's, question. That's that's, that's big numbers. Bills,
2: yeah, eighty-six yeah, percent is good. and all, is. We knew everybody was back on offense. Right. I'm trying
1: to figure out where the five percent we're missing is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. What are we missing now? Who, who who's not there? Is Gallo's back. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just shows you it's all set up now. It's got to work hard in the off season, right, and stay away from injury. You've talked about that so many times. It's the one factor that no computer can adjust to, right, uh, Injury. Exactly.
2: Plus, I, I'm, I'm excited. We've we got to get them on the field. I mean, I really want to see what these new go- newcomers on defense can do because that was the issue that the Hokies had last year. Yeah, You know, and we, we, we mentioned this a year ago. Remember that, that the Hokies needed some help in the receiving corps. And they went out and got Jalen Lane from Middle Tennessee State and Ollie Jennings from Old Dominion. And, like, instant, instantly that wasn't a problem, like a depth at wide receiver. Right, right. And they went out and got Bacial Tutin in the transfer portal. And all of a sudden, okay, tailback depth was no longer an issue. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. Well, this year they went out and signed a great linebacker from Middle Tennessee. I'm excited about him. And a, and a top lineman from Duke. Defensive line. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, all right, now you filled some holes, right? And 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 that's where the the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. And in twenty three, the portal giveth for sure. Absolutely, for pride. They did a really good job, and we'll see how. I, I want to see him on the field. I mean, remember last year around this time, you say, "How do you see the ACC?" And I am like, "Man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There is so many new players, right? Right." I got to look at the rosters and see who's. Who's going to play and, and, and where? And, and how good is Florida State going to be with, with a new quarterback? I don't know. How good is Louisville going to be with a new quarterback? I, we've got to see him a little bit.
1: And you don't have to worry about that with the team you'll be calling because you know them already right. because the numbers show it. <laughs> That's
2: great. That's great. I sense Clemson's going to be better.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels that way.
2: I feel like Clemson will be
1: really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of feel. I think they were building toward it toward the end of last year into this year he is uh bill roth this is the roth report we still got a lot to catch up on with bill the sma update man there's a lot going on and one of my favorite topics coming up um, about the summer assignments i always really really dig hearing where the kids are going to be going also he'll have his Maker team game of the week and the nrv heart clinic top three i have a feeling it's going to be super role related all that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, in the Roth Report here on BDSD. Stay with us. Don't go away.
2: Louise Baker the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Rick Watson and I will have our final ticket giveaway for Hokie women's basketball on February the
1: 14th during the Roth Report.
2: Listen to win for two tickets to Duke and two tickets to the last home game with UNC. Exciting times in Castle as the Queens continue to play their extraordinary game. Rick Watson, Bill Roth, and I, your connection to
0: Virginia Tech sports. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to go Hokies.
2: First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Abolino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out b theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech athletics.
0: From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA Update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play.
1: And hey, we welcome you back. It's the Roth Report here on the program. And Bill, the SMA Update, my goodness, it's getting that time of year. for the, Send the kids out for the summer.
2: I know our academic program at Tech Three Hundred and Fifty One Students Strong continues to roll on and by the way, before we start, I got a text message. Colorado actually finished four and eight last four year. Four and eight. Okay. Four and eight. They were one and eight in the Pac twelve last place, but there you four go. and eight. Four and eight, eight. was Colorado's record. Okay. But yes, we have three hundred and fifty one kids uh, studying sports media and analytics, pursuing endeavors from production to Management, analytics, all sorts of things, plus broadcasting, of course, and production there. And we have 12 Summer League Baseball assignments already set from coast to coast, Rick. From Port Angeles, Washington, to Falmouth, Mass., in the Cape Cod League, down to Cleburne, Texas, way down there to the Salem Red Sox right here at home. So we have 12 students, young men, young women, who are going to be in baseball stadiums. Minor league baseball. Oh, no, I love it. baseball this love year. It. And my my uh, saying, which we should probably print on something. <laughs> but yeah, it would go. It would be. It would be against probably tech rules. The best classroom is a baseball stadium. Yes. When when, when we send a kid out and they do seventy five baseball games in seventy six days, they come back a completely different person. Sure. Not just a better broadcaster, or writer, or journalist, or blogger, or podcaster, or whatever. Endeavor they do. Some of them are going to do some video stuff with some specific teams as well, reporting, post game stand ups, and interview with the coach. Uh, but they're, they're, they've grown as people. They've been in a host family's house, or they've been living with a player uh, for for two or three months, and it makes such a big difference in their personal maturity. It's really fun. It it it's fun, and you know, when I was in college, we didn't have these opportunities no. to travel like no. that. But you know, the, the first time you get on a bus after a game, and and a manager screams—maybe he screams at you. There, there's there's a learning moment there, right? The first time. Sure. You, oh, no first question. Time your cell phone rings on a bus after a loss. Yes. you Give up three in the ninth, and your manager is really ticked.
1: Whose phone is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Okay. Yeah.
2: And and so you learn and and. Interpersonal skills: how to get along with people, how to be on a team, how to um, get along with kids. You know these minor league players um, on Salem. I mean, I, I have to look at their roster, but but I'm going to guess seventy percent are are Latin, and and so you're oh, learning sure. different cultures and, mm-hmm. and learning a new language. How to how to communicate with someone from a different country and who is completely, you know, sometimes they're the same age, but they're completely new to the U.S., And but yet they love baseball, and so you're broadcasting their games. It's kind of neat, good learning experience. Very much so. The other so. thing we're going to talk about today is, you know, yesterday, you know, it looks like every ESPN property and Fox Sports channel, like the Big Ten Network, plus all the Warner Brothers channels, like TNT and TBS, are going to be streaming together. They're mm-hmm. coming together to come up with this uh, – the essential sports tre- streaming channel, Fox, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and ESPN or, or Disney combining on a project? Yeah. This is, this is really weird. It is weird. Um, but they're trying to solve the fans' issue of simplifying the viewing experience at, a, at an affordable price. And they'll figure it out. I mean, we've come to the point now, you know, when when I was growing up, it was like, you were like really, really rich if you could afford HBO. Like, do you guys have HBO? (laughs) That's true. Yeah.
1: They Uh, they have HBO over her house. (laughs) You know, and you drive
2: by a a, a hotel or a motel and it would say free HBO in the room, right? That was like a a selling point. Like, oh man, they pay for HBO. I will never. Now, everyone has Netflix. Movies on demand. You don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. It's just part of what you have on your TV and, and Sports is going to get there eventually. Not that we won't still have over-the-air TV, but but with, with Disney and Warner Brothers and Fox combining, uh, they'll have a chance to to simplify something. I don't know what we're going to call it. They don't have a name for it yet. Yeah, how much going to cost? Or
1: how much? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about.
2: But if but but I don't know. Would you pay fifty bucks a month to be able to get mm. everything on one app? I probably would.
1: Not if I had to continue to pay <laughs> my hard subscription to whatever I'm paying your now. YouTube TV. See, that's, yeah, that's going to be the problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, until your beloved Padre. Yeah, well, done. this is true. This is true. <laughs> no, but it does make sense if you live in a major league sports town. So, if like if you're in New York and you're like, all right, I'm paying for yes, and I'm paying for MSG. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, here in, in the New River Valley, you know, maybe you're – Maybe you got the Orioles package you're paying for on the side or the, wh- whatever, you're paying for the NHL package or you're paying for NFL Sunday ticket. Right. But, if you're also, but, but what you don't realize is you're also paying for the Big Ten Network through Fox, even if you don't watch it. You are paying for mm-hmm. it. And you are paying for the ACC Network and the SEC Network, even if you don't watch it because it's bundled into your Disney deal. So we'll see how yeah. – they'll, they'll take it off your package. In other words, you're not going to get ACC Network on cable. You'll get it on your yeah. whatever this new streaming service.
1: Right, right. We'll see what kind of response it gets. I'm very curious. This is a, you're right, and I have all three there together. Yeah, we'll see. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it is. It, 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 this
2: would be like in the in the business world. This would be like if Tech and UVA combined athletics programs. Yes, yes. To yes. be more competitive.
1: Yes. Perfect example. Like yes.
2: Tech. All right. Com- instead of spending a hundred million each, <laughs> we're going to spend two hundred million <laughs> That's together. Right. That's right. And we'll have a powerhouse athletics program because we've, we've merged.
1: That's how weird this is, yes. We don't
2: want that to happen, but, I mean, that's how that's – Sure. Here you have the, the, the competitors that bid on each other and compete against each other for everything. Now, you know, in bed together trying to solve our yeah. streaming conundrum. Yeah.
1: All right, your Baker Team Game of the Week. Gee, I'm wondering which way you might go this week. <laughs> you
2: know, if Taylor Swift is leaving her tour in Japan – it must be a big game.
1: I <laughs> Wish she would stay, but anyway. <laughs> Come on.
2: I had a good discussion with one of our students this week. You know, when the, did we talk about this last week? When the Knicks were winning and they would do a cutaway of, of
1: um, oh, I'm having a, a mind block. Spike, here. yeah, Spike no Lee did that, right? Well, he's only on there like once, though. So this this what is what about what about <laughs> Jack with the Lakers? Yeah, that was kind of, That was more cool, right? Hey, look, Jack, where is he? Is he there tonight? Why, yeah.
2: why is Jack Nicholson cooler than Taylor? I think it's interesting.
1: Because he's actually talented. Jack? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That was Rick Watson that said that, Swifties. Uh,
2: but no, oh, I get no. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right. not a Swiftie, but I, I do like her. She yeah. won two Grammys last yeah, week. Right? Well, yeah, well. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna are you Swifties? Yeah, I know. I know. Just so you know, I'm gonna get Rick to have a Taylor Swift bumper before the end of 24. Before the end
1: of the whole. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing the Super Bowl is gonna to top your list this week for our. Can Baker I go Union. like
2: 38-31 Chiefs?
1: Yeah, I got them winning, but I think I had them winning 34-24. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something like that. Their defense defensive. Miners have a lot of weapons, though. They do.
2: Don't underestimate the West Coast team. No. Yeah, you're right.
1: Is it Kyle Shanahan's time? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic, top three.
0: Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's top three. Now back to Rick Watson.
1: All right. I love it, and I've traditionally loved your Super Bowl week top threes almost as, as much as any as you've ever done third year in a row we've
2: done this super bowl sunday the biggest <laughs> day for eating chicken wings right over a billion wings are eaten in our country every year on super bowl and it's one of the busiest days for pizza sales
1: um yes
2: you know plus potato chips it's the big seller and dip and here but the the number one thing and rick i think you'll co-sign this the ice bucket must always be filled there always <laughs> has to be fresh ice question no question and I don't want everybody going into my freezer with their bare hands taking ice.
1: No, no,
3: no,
2: no. You know what I mean? Scoop it right out of the bucket. I know where that hand's been. I've seen you eating and <laughs> eating chicken wings. You're not going near my freezer. We have an ice bucket, right? Perfect. Yes, yes. I go buy those big, uh, Hardy sells them. You can buy them the big bags of pebble ice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the key.
2: Ask Teal about that. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> this year's top three unusual but surefire hits for your Super Bowl party oh, I love presented it. Presented by NRV Hard Clink. Number three, uh, my mom always would make these. She called them Swedish meatballs, but think of a cocktail meatball with a sweet and sour sauce oh, and a toothpick. Absolutely right. Yes. Crockpot. Yes. Cocktail meatballs.
1: Yes. Love them.
2: Two. This is a, this is huge every year because no one gets them anymore. Pigs in a blanket.
1: Ah, oh, miss pigs in a blanket, man. Resort
2: yes. Rolls ready. You dip them in whatever you want—mustard, ketchup, whatever. Ah,
1: been too long, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And 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 this has been so successful for us is the sliders. Number one,
1: mm-hmm. sliders. Perfect.
2: You get you get the little rolls. You can use those Hawaiian rolls too if you're really, if you want to go over budget, get those. Yeah, really the, nice. yeah,
1: they put them on the Hawaiian roll. Yeah, you kind of have to now because everybody raves about them.
2: Yeah. Incredible, and then you cook the little sliders. They cook quick. You throw a little cheese and and ketchup and mm. pickle on there, and some lettuce. Yeah. And little. Oh yeah. my goodness, they go quick. You
1: think they're number two now overall to wings? You think? Oh, or pizza? No, you're right. Pizza's always going to be. Yeah, pizza's always going to be number
2: one. I, I don't know dip. I mean, you know, the yeah, seven layer yeah, yeah. dip, the the buffalo chicken dip, the uh, the Publix down in Florida a couple weeks ago when I was down there uh, they had Philadelphia cheese steak dip it was ooh incredible ooh.
1: <laughs> wow
2: you got to talk to my guys at
1: Kroger yeah yes have some please <laughs> what about you what's your go to um, the slider the sliders are something that I've really really come to absolutely love I'm, I'm this whole pigs in a blanket thing i might have to make some of those now it's been too long. Yeah, that's a They're great idea. they easy, too. It's easy.
2: little Pillsbury. Sure. You just unroll them, throw a little cocktail hot dog in there, stick them in the oven. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think I'm right there, man. I think I'm right and there. Get some toothpicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy the game and enjoy your uh, Super Bowl party more than anything else.
2: Absolutely. And, and uh, you're invited.
1: I'd love to be there. Yeah. All keep right. keep the ice bucket clean. I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll clean be on ice, ice bucket watch. <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. Who
2: goes into someone else's freezer and reaches in and grabs the ice. <laughs> right, exactly. After you've been licking your if you're you're eating chicken wings. Right. Yeah, or slider number six. No, 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 no. Exactly. No. That's that's why we that's why we have ice <laughs> buckets and tongs. Uh Hi pal. Have a great rest of your week. All right, Enjoy you the too. Super Bowl, everybody. Hokies and Wolfpack tomorrow night. The biggest – well, we're going to have a lot of the biggest games of the year for the Hokie women, but tomorrow night's, it, it it's in that. It man. is. This is the biggest game of the year. Both teams are highly ranked. Top two teams in the ACC in prime time, so it should be fun tomorrow. It'll night. be a
1: lot of fun. It'll be a lot of See fun. See you, pal. All right, man. Take care. There you go. That's Bill Roth. <laughs> the Roth Report here on BDS2. Yeah, you got to hang out with Roth at a Super Bowl party, man. That's- yes on all that. All right, we're back. From one Hall of Famer to the next, David Teal joins us when we return. Final segment here on a win.
0: You know, interest rates are coming down. Maybe it's time we consider a bigger house? We can think about it, but our house definitely needs some work before anyone comes to look. Well, you know, Louise Baker helped our neighbors sell their house. They needed a painter, help with cleaning out the garage, and had way too much furniture. Oh, yeah, the property did look good and sold quickly. Let's give Louise a call for some ideas on our house. Louise Marshall and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster
1: Realtors, helping you to get ready to sell.
2: First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and & Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out b theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics.
1: You know, I kind of feel like when you have a power hour like Let's we have one Hall top. of Famer to the next, Bill Roth to oh, David Till, you need to be cool, like dean martin joining us on the program the, the virginia sports writer of the year multi hall of fame member his name is david teal he doesn't have a martini and a cigarette in his hand like dean would but still we're glad to have him <laughs> good morning how are you david
3: as far as you know
1: <laughs> very true now yeah that's right i'm kind of assuming something there but who knows that's a very good point and Bill wanted me to ask you as well about your Super Bowl party. Is the keeping the ice bucket full the most important aspect of having people over? <laughs> uh, good stuff. No,
3: I, I, I think the ice bucket can, uh, <clears throat> can be number two or three on the priority list.
1: <laughs> All right, a lot to get to. Um, We'll talk about Tech in a minute, but man, uh, UVA, and when I I had to do like three takes, and then I saw your tweet, I said, it's real, isn't it? 60-38. to A team that scored 56 points in the second half against Virginia Tech was held to 38 points. Yeah, I I do believe that uh, UVA hoops is back.
3: (laughs) Well, 38 points, Rick, being the fewest Miami has scored since, Oh, 1948. (laughs) And it's less than half of the Hurricanes' average. I mean, they came into the game averaging 80.8 and walked out of JPJ with 38. It was just a remarkable display, number one, of defense, and number two of... I'm not going to say ineptness from Miami because, number one, that's a depth-shy team that Jim Laranega has. He lost a starter in the first four minutes to a leg injury, and he, he didn't come back. So that compromised them further, and they were playing on a two-day turnaround or a one-day turnaround, as was UVA, but UVA is much deeper than Miami. And Miami had to travel, so it, it was going to be a heavy lift for the Hurricanes to begin with, and it just—it was too much.
1: What is it specifically now that you see? I mean, this team was sitting there, they're, you know, kind of hovering a little bit, right? They were um, eleven and and five, and then you're not really sure about where they're going to end up. And here they are now with this seven-game winning streak. Well, they. If-
3: They've got Jordan Miner on the interior that has freed Jay Groves to move to his natural position as a stretch four forward. He's shooting lights out. Blake Buchanan is coming off the bench to spell Miner. So they, they previously had no post players. Now they have two with Miner and Buchanan and, and they're, uh, coinciding emergencies uh, have have been a blessing on on both ends of the floor for Virginia defense rebounding a little bit of scoring and Ryan Dunn and Reese Beekman continue to be arguably the two best perimeter defenders in the conference. So man, you know, that they, they are they are humming.
1: They are humming, and their Commonwealth counterparts are not. Virginia Tech, I, I looked at it as kind of a knockout game, to be honest, between Miami and Tech, and Tech had the lead. And then 56 points later in 20 minutes, I mean, uh, this team is really struggling defensively and giving the basketball away.
3: Ooh, giving the basketball away in a large way. Uh Rick, no my Young team at Virginia Tech has ever turned the ball over this frequently. Uh, You can look at any metric, and it's right there for you. And you can't have your point guard chucking it away seven times in a game, and that's what Sean Padula did. You know, he's given them some great moments this season. You know, he had that three-game binge where he scored over 90 points he was virtually unstoppable but in 11 ACC games he has 53 assists and 51 turnovers mm. that is absolutely untenable if the hokies are to get back in the same and they and they can you know, the, the hokies did themselves a lot of favors in the non conference They've got quality wins, beat Iowa State, beat Boise State. They look really good. But they're going to have to get some more road wins. They have opportunities. and They should beat Notre Dame. Saturday is a must. They have to win in South Bend. I mean, that's one of the two worst teams in the league. Fighting Irish are a losing skid here. Got to have that. You know, they play at Syracuse, they play at Louisville, they play at Pitt. You know, none of those are, are gimmies, but those are games you can win. If if the Hokies were to rack up three or four more road wins, if they could get UVA at home, uh, you know, it, it, it's not out of the realm. But there's a lot of heavy lifting due do in Blacksburg.
1: The Hall of Famer. David Teal joining us on the program. Uh, Bill said, "Lenardi's got four teams in this morning. Clemson now added to it after that big win last night. Boy, did they need that? That was the Clemson team that I saw in the non-conference showing up last night in Chapel Hill. Two and sixty all time now against Carolina at their place.
3: Amazing, you know the the, the Tigers. You know they've had some absolutely gutting, losses and it looked like they were going to have another one last night they got off to such a hot start P.J. Hall's making threes and ever so slowly Carolina clawed its way back in and it's interesting me much like John Shire was unhappy with Duke's competitive level and competitive heart Saturday night at Carolina Hubert Davis was furious with his team for its post-Duke hangover, how it affected practice and preparation for Clemson. He said he saw it in the workouts. He saw it in shoot-around. It just wasn't there, and that's what's going to happen if you are not prepared to play, especially against a quality group. Like Clemson, I mean, Joe Girard had his stroke last night, hit some big jumpers. Ian Sheflin, I believe, had another double-double. It was really a nice compliment to Hall on the interior. That is an NCAA tournament team. Eric, I, I would just caution folks, and this is no knock-knock at Lenardi or anyone else, but daily bracketology <laughs> while perhaps addicting, <laughs> it's a, it is a fool's errand, it, 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 especially at this early date. Agreed. I, I mean, Selection Sunday is not until St. Patrick's Day, guys. <laughs> right. This, this is like bold projections in late September. You know, look, just stop. And I, I keep telling people, you know, so many have asked is ACC really only going to get three teams in the NCAA tournament and the answer is no there is very little in life that I will guarantee I guarantee you it will be more than three I don't know if it will be four five six don't know it ain't gonna be three
1: agreed agreed 100 I've never have bought into the whole only three teams from that league there's just there's not enough great teams across the country and other leagues for it not to work, right? It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. All right, I wanted to get your take. Uh, a lot of people there kind of raised their eyes a little bit. I did myself about this whole SEC Big Ten advisory council. Is this just the first step to the big breakaway? What was your take when you uh, saw that news? I guess it's not a surprise to many people. Oh, if it's a
3: surprise or not, Rick, I don't think it is the first step to a breakaway. I just don't see how that is going to work, or that would work. Um, they need more than what they have now. It's not like they're going to break away and hold their own basketball tournament. If they try to, I think the blowback would be just overwhelming. You mess with March Madness, man. You are messing with people's brackets. Absolutely. You, you just you can't go there. So what I believe, and I would encourage folks to to read Pete Thamel's piece on ESPN.com about this. Number one, Tony Petiti and Greg Sankey, the respective commissioners of the Big Ten and SEC, clearly have formed a working relationship. They get along. uh, Whether they think in lockstep on some of the major issues of the day uh, is unknown, but I think there's some common ground there. I think what they are looking for <clears throat> is a path forward somehow out of all this litigation. It is it is a daily grind, Rick, just to keep up with all the varying court challenges mm-hmm. to the NCAA be it transfer policy, be it revenue sharing, be it NIL compensate, all the guidelines, all the challenges, antitrust. It's exhausting. And they they just it's it's unsustainable. You can't you can't function this way. And at some point some of these cases need to get settled. That will not be inexpensive. How that gets paid for, all that I think that's what Sankey and Petiti hope this advisory group, made up of some ads and presidents, which, to my knowledge, the, the the roster for that advisory group hasn't even been finalized. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see about that. Um, but those worried about the big breakaway, uh, I, I I'd worry about something else.
1: Where are you going to be uh, coming up? What's your coverage schedule look like in your travels?
3: I don't know that I'm going to be traveling much for the next few days, Rick. We'll see. Uh, I've got some other things stirring. Uh, I spent some time yesterday with Tim Sands, Virginia Tech's president. Uh, I've spent some time recently with with Babcock. Got a piece on their thoughts about their working relationship and the path forward for college athletics and Virginia Tech's role in it. So I'm working on that. Nice. I've, I've got some UVA stuff in the mix that I think is going to come down the pike tomorrow. I hate to be cryptic, but I have to. Uh, so so that's going to happen. Uh, the ACC tomorrow is going to announce future venues for its basketball tournaments. I think folks will, will be interested in that. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see where all that goes. Uh, Uh, carries me but uh, my my travels may be limited for a few days
1: yeah sounds like you've got a full plate and of course you and uh, mike Barber, you have your your pod will be up and running right it's up and running already this week
3: yes it is we recorded uh, i don't know what's today today's wednesday Uh, yeah we recorded yesterday it's out
1: beautiful beautiful don't miss it peeps don't miss it. david thank you so much man and we look forward to all those things you just mentioned coming up
3: thanks rick be well
1: all right you too there you go that's david teal As he may have had martini and cigarette in hand, just like Dean Martin. (laughs) He said never assume, right? All right. We'll be back. We are wrapping up the program here on what's going to be a really nice day in the hood. Don't go away. Right, your electric bill rates are going way up. Hey, hey, nice. Appreciate all of our guests today. Good stuff. We want to thank uh, Keon Brown, John Zeitz, our associate director of advancement at Radford University. Help us out at Rad Forty Eight if you can. And then, of course, the Hall of Fame Power Hour with Doro and David Keel. Good stuff all the way around. Tomorrow on the program, I believe Andy Bitter's back with us tomorrow. Alex Guerra talking Radford baseball. He'll be in studio. And then the White Vic. Always a uh, wonderful conversation. And you as well, the smartest listening audience in radio. Great uh, text messages coming in, as always is the case. And we thank you for all those. Great discussion pieces, those of you that are concerned about this new bundle that's being proposed. Streaming bundle and what it might mean. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, folks. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Should be a great day in the hood. We will talk to you then. Be good. You stay classy, New River Valley.